The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Hello and welcome to Out of Office, your podcast about life and leadership. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you. And if you've listened to an episode before, welcome back. I'm your host, Malika Kapoor. In this series, I bring you conversations with business executives, but there's no corporate talk here. We cover topics that don't usually come up in an office. The personal stuff, mentors, childhood, setbacks, favorite books, family, faith, and love, because all these factors influence the kind of leaders they are. Currently, we're reaching out to executives who are actively addressing the coronavirus pandemic, which has created extraordinary demands in their work. We discuss how they're responding to the challenges, protecting their employees, keeping their communities calm, what their contingency plans are, how they're leading in a crisis. Uh, No country, no one can be isolated from each other. Our guest today is one of the most prominent executives in China. Meet Jane Sun, the CEO of Trip.com, the world's second largest and China's largest online travel company with around 400 million users. Easy way to go. With travel around the world pretty much at a standstill because of the virus, the travel industry, which is a key pillar of the global economy, is taking a massive hit. And Trip.com is no exception. Jane Sun is tackling this crisis head-on, and she joins me now from Shanghai. So Jane, welcome to Out of Office. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I know it's been a challenging time for you. So first of all, tell me, how are you doing? How's your family? Doing well. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Now, coronavirus has impacted everyone and it's impacted industries around the world. But of course, it's had a particularly uh, devastating impact on the travel and tourism industry. What has it meant for Trip.com? Uh, for every crisis, I always see opportunities. Uh, if we look at the history, uh, every year we have some crisis, small or big. Uh, we have 203 SARS, uh, Trip.com was much smaller. And then we have tsunamis in Japan, earthquake in Nepal, Las Vegas shootings. So our team is very well trained to handle these crises. Um, we need to really look into uh, how we can uh, handle uh, the crisis when the volume increased so much with the cancel delay of the travel. And then we also need to be well prepared uh, for the recovery uh, once the consumer's confidence is back, how we can help them to get the products they want to, to help them to reach to the travel destinations they want to reach. Has it ever been this bad before though? 
This in magnitude, this is the largest. I don't think any country in the world has experienced that. But I always see、uh, this is a good opportunity for us to realize we now really is one global, one team.、Uh, no country, no one can be isolated from each other.、Uh, that talks about how important we work within one globe as one team. You took a pretty big decision, a bold decision, to forego your salary as a result of this crisis. Why? I think in this crisis mode, it's very important for a leader、uh, to lead the team by actions.、Uh, I think we need to、uh, be prepared for the worst,、uh, but also hope for the best.、Uh, be prepared for the worst, meaning we need to reserve sufficient funds. Uh, for the worst scenario,、uh, and hope for the best, meaning we need to be very creative, help our consumers, help our、uh, suppliers、uh, to recover and to increase the confidence on each side. So, did you have to think a lot about this decision to give up your salary, or did it come quite quickly and naturally?、Uh, for me, it's uh, uh, I made up my decision、uh, way before I announced this uh, because uh, when we look at the lockdown, you always need to look at least a half year,、uh, three months out.、Uh, what is the best way for the team? Uh, so for me,、uh, it's a decision I made as soon as I hear there is a lockdown、uh, in in Xi'an or、uh, in in Wuhan. This sense of selflessness that you've displayed by foregoing your salary—where does this come from for you personally?、Mm. I think as a leader.、Uh, Being unselfish, always put the best interest of our customer, of our supplier, of our team first is very important because your team look up to you, and the way you lead the team is really through your action, not through your words. But where does this sense, this value system, come from? Do you attribute it to the way you were brought up?、Uh, my father was the vice president of his company, and for his company, he is willing to do everything he can、uh, to support his company. So I think the way I observe my parents, how devoted they are to their company, and I also learn a lot from the global leaders, how giving they are, how unselfish they are. Uh, so they become my good role model. Is there any particular global leader who has been a role model? Anyone you particularly admire or look up to? I think Bill Gates is a wonderful role model for me.、Uh, not only he is、uh, so creative, so successful, built、uh, a wonderful enterprise.、Uh, at the peak of his career, he also、uh, gave so much to the world. And in this crisis, I also. Uh, so how much、uh, he gave to China through his foundation? Now how much he is giving to the whole world?、Uh, he and Melinda really are my role models. Oh, they are absolutely phenomenal, and they're still doing so much.、Um, you talked about your parents and their influence on you, the way their work ethic. So tell me a little bit more about how they've influenced you. When I was in elementary school,、uh, my parents work very, very hard. They are both、uh, chemistry engineers. I remember my father 
when he got a phone call from his company in the middle of the night, he would ride his bicycle uh, to his office and lead the team to co- overcome any challenges uh, they, they, they were facing. Uh, so for me, that's the way you should lead your team. Always be uh, fighting uh, in, at the front line and give everything you can uh, to your company, to your customer. Uh, that's how I was brought up with. And then uh, when I was in college in Peking University Law School, Deng Xiaoping opened the door. So I was very blessed for the opportunity to become one of the students who uh, get the opportunity to study uh, in in the USA. And at that time, China was very poor. Uh, my parents, although they're both uh, chemistry engineers, they only made 100 RMB per month. And everyone in China made the same amount of the money. Uh, so I, when I went to the USA, I uh, had to work uh, in the restaurant as a, a bus girl, as a waitress, uh, making $3 per hour to support myself, to pay my tuition. But my professor's family were very kind to me. Uh, they took me in and treated me as their own daughter. Um, their kids, uh, 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 Leland, and, uh, are very, very kind to me. Uh, so as a good Chinese girl, uh, we were very uh, much influenced by the Confucius teaching. So I, a good Chinese kid will always uh, be taught that uh, uh, when a kid is young, your parents take care of you. But when your parents get old, you're supposed to take care of your parents. So I told my professor uh, that um, when, when I'm able to, I want to take good care of them. But uh, they said, oh, honey, you don't need to uh, take care of us. But instead, if you can help the international students in the same way as we help you, we'll be very happy. Uh, So all of a sudden, I feel this is so selfish. Uh, The only thing they want is not for themselves, but for other people. So although I was penniless at the time, uh, I always had a very big dream that someday when I'm able to, I want to establish a scholarship named after my professor and help international students. And I was very glad in 2016, I went back to um, the university, my university, and established a scholarship named after them. So uh, for me, living in China, uh, living and studying in the USA really give me uh, the opportunity to observe people. Uh, I think uh, from people to people level, uh, humankind uh, are very kind to each other. And we should uh, enable the world uh, to see the kindness of human beings uh, through travel. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more 
at QatarEconomicForum.com. Now, you've said before that your uh, career has really represented or mirrored China's rise, China's growth and development. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Describe that for us. When we went to elementary school, Cultural Revolution ended. When I went to Peking University Law School, Deng Xiaoping opened the door. Uh, when I went to the USA after I graduated, my husband and I were uh, both went to the Silicon Valley. Uh, John uh, joined Yahoo uh, and worked with Jerry Young and David Philo as one of the earliest uh, engineers uh, before the IPO of Yahoo. And then in 2000, when the internet bubble busted, uh, John joined, uh, got a phone call from a very good friend of ours from a very small company. And that uh, friend is called Jack Ma. No way. <laughs> you have some very connected friends. <laughs> John became the first CTO of Alibaba. And in 2005, I joined um, C-Trip uh, uh, as the first uh, female CFO uh, in, in China. So I think uh, uh, two of us always feel we're very blessed for the opportunity. That's why I always believe uh, and I teach my kids the same way that uh, much is given, much is expected. We should do much more uh, for the people uh, around us. This reminds me, you talked about joining um, Trip.com, which back then was known as C-Trip, and you joined as a CFO. And you told one of my colleagues at Bloomberg earlier about an incident that took place when you joined the company. And you said... When I first joined C-Trip as the CFO, we visited some countries uh, in uh, Asia. And when I walk in the room after our chairman, our co-founder, who are two females, uh, they thought I was just their secretary. They turned around and walked away. And how much have things changed? Are you satisfied with the pace of progress when it comes to gender equality in China? Mm. Um, yeah, I think when I first joined uh, C-Trip as the female CFO, and when I visited uh, some Asian country, uh, lots of executives were not expecting to see a CFO, female CFO uh, in the room. So they, they thought I was an assistant or whatever. Um, but not only in Asian country. And, and I also went to Canada a few years later um, and I to skiing. And I always talk to the people, you know, on the ski lift. You just met, meet the most interesting people on the ski lifts from all over the world. So I remember one time there was very kind uh, person from uh, Canada, and he offered to take us uh, in the big mountains, and uh, we were very appreciative. So he asked me, what does John do? And I said, oh, John used to be the CTO of Alibaba. So instantly he talked to John, but he didn't even bother to ask what I do, right? I'm just Because kinda... he assumed you did nothing of consequence. <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, Canada is a country that is very much stress on gender equality. Uh, so, and, and then I joined a group of CEO to the Silicon Valley. 
and at dinner, um, lot of uh, people ask me, "Oh, where's your husband?" Because they thought I was the wife of a CEO uh, joining this uh, CEO uh, banquet rather than me as a CEO in a meeting. It's that unconscious bias which still exists, isn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, so, so I think it's not in Asia, it's globe uh, how we can change this uh, uh, perception. So C-Trip really, Trip.com really take uh, good measures to leap forward. And we adopted lots of advanced and progressive policies. For example, when a female is pregnant, uh, we offer a taxi for free. Uh, when she comes back to work, we offer f- uh, flexible working hours. And nowadays, when we see uh, lots of females are getting uh, master's degrees, PhDs, and I can see they struggle a little bit whether to have career first or children first or or career first. So for us, we adopted a policy that if females uh, decide to have their eggs frozen, Trip.com will pay for it. Really? Number one company, the only company in China to have this progressive uh, policy. Uh, so that's why, as a result, if you look at our number, uh, more than 50% of the workforce are females. More than 40% of the uh, middle management team are females, and more than one-third of the executives are females. And I'm very proud of the progress we have made. And for me, a lot of females are very, very hardworking people, very dedicated. Um, they always uh, you know, work so hard uh, for the team. Uh, so I'm very proud of them. Well, you're a role model to many leaders. You're one of the most high-profile executives in China. But let me ask you this, Jane. Have you ever had any setbacks? And how do you deal with failure? Oh, all the time. I think every day I listen to customers' uh, service uh, record. Uh, For every customer complaint, I always feel, wow, we should do this better. Do you take it quite personally when a customer complains about something? We do. I do. Uh, every week, I will listen and review. So do you actually listen to irritated customers' complaints? Do you listen to those complaints personally? Because these are the good advice I can get uh, firsthand from the consumers. So for every complaint, if you look at positively, that's an opportunity for us to improve ourselves, right? So uh, I think never uh, to uh, have you know, get frustrated with challenges. Uh, Churchill said, never waste a crisis. Uh, Even for this crisis, I think uh, uh, the pressure on on the global leaders must be tremendous. The pressure on the industry leaders is tremendous. Uh, The pressure on individuals is tremendous. But we always need to uh, be prepared for the worst, but also look at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Human race survived so many years because we are brave, we are courageous, uh, we are positive. So every crisis represents a good opportunity in the future. Coming back to the crisis, I wanted to ask you about, uh, President Trump said this recently. I called for a ban from people coming in from China long before anybody thought it was, in fact, 
I traveled all over the world uh, at people-to-people level. I think people, humankinds, are thoughtful, considerate, and supportive. Uh, So I always feel that rather than uh, see the negative and uh, uh, focus on the uh, what's going on on TV, it's better uh, to travel to different countries, really feel how people treat you. And so far, no matter how wealthy a country is, uh, how poor a country is, people are wonderful. I remember one time I went to Jordan and I, I ran a marathon, so I was running near the Dead Sea. You're a marathon runner? Yeah, I do. On the weekend, I ran half marathon on the weekend to relax myself and recharge myself. You run a half marathon every weekend to relax and recharge? If it's not rainy. So I remember my first trip to Middle East. Before I went there, uh, I only saw Middle East on TV, right, where a female covered their face, Etc. Uh, and I thought the area is quite conservative. However, when I arrived in uh, Jordan, when I was uh, running along the Dead Sea, uh, I saw people and families were doing barbecues. And although they have very little uh, food, they offered the best to me. Um, and I was asking them questions. They care about the same thing as I do. They care about the education for their children, the career paths for young people, the happiness of the family. So I was thinking, wow, this is not an American dream or a Chinese dream or Middle East dream. It's a dream for humankind. It's a dream for human beings, right? How nice it would be if people can travel freely among different countries uh, to meet each other, to understand each other, to learn from each other. How wonderful that is. We will be able to eliminate so much conflicts uh, between different races, different religions. Um, We will see so much uh, wonderful histories and learn from each other and only travel Uh, can do that. As you just said, you know, travel can truly change lives. How has travel changed yours? Travel changed my whole life. Uh, When I was young, when I went to the USA, it opened door for me, uh, really, to see how people uh, were so kind uh, to me and support me, how much love uh, people have demonstrated. Uh, So travel changed the whole my life. Jane, you have two daughters, am I right? That's right. What kind of role model do you hope to be for them? Um, Again, I think uh, uh, mothers are the best role model for their daughters. Uh, So rather than, you know, uh, teach them what to do, they saw how hard I work. Uh, So when I'm not traveling, I try to get to work very early. Uh, uh, Seven o'clock, I'm already in the office. I handle everything before my team arrives. Uh, Once 8.30 comes, I have back-to-back meetings. And at at around seven o'clock, I pack up all my work paper and bring home. I try to spend at least two hours with my family, having dinner, Uh, When they were young, I read them stories. Now, you know, when I'm working, they're doing their homework. And my uh, overseas conference call normally is scheduled after 9 a.m. because at that time, U.S. opened the 
uh, Nasdaq opens yeah. at nine. So my daughters observe how I try very hard to uh, balance work and life. And I want to give them this opportunity. I think to be a working mother, you really have two full-time jobs. Uh, being a wife, being a mother is a full-time job. Being a CEO is more than a full-time job. And you need to really be prepared to put in two sets of the workload. However, you get two sets of the reward as well. Uh, so my daughter uh, saw how I tried, and I hope that to give them an alternative uh, opportunity, if they choose to be a working mother in the future, they know how to do it. And my last question, we're all living in unprecedented times, you know, dealing with the crisis caused by the coronavirus. What has this experience taught you? What have you learned from it? Uh, the crisis is difficult and challenging. However, if we united as one team, one globe, one team, we'll be able to overcome any difficulties. Uh, so even in the darkest moment, we still need to be confident. Uh, working together, we will be able to overcome any challenges and see the sunshine at the end of the day. What a lovely, optimistic note to end our conversation on. Jane, thank you so much for your time and good luck with all your efforts. Thank you so much for the opportunity. That was Jane Sun, CEO of Trip.com, speaking to me from the company's headquarters in Shanghai. I hope you enjoyed the chat as much as I did. And remember, you can find more episodes of Out of Office on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. We're on the Bloomberg Terminal, of course, and on Bloomberg.com. On Twitter, our handle is simply at podcasts. I'm Malika Kapoor. You can find me at This Is Malika on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you, so do drop me a line. This episode was produced by Yajo San and Laura Carlson. We'll be back next week with another episode of Out of Office, and I hope you'll join me again. Thank you for listening. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.